Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Welcome to this week's podcast. Starring the gas man, George. And Jacob, releasing the gas. (laughs) We're going to find out how stinky this episode can get. (laughs) <laughs> hey guys, this week is Fe- no. no, we're in March, March. dude March, March 14th, 14th. Pi 2022 Day. It Pi is Pi Day. Day Hello humans, I just stole Pointless Thorn's intro um, I like him I do too, Trent is a man <laughs> Hey Trent, if you ever listen to this, you're the man, just saying Yeah, we should have him on again Yeah He. You. Do you know he hates food? I'm going to release that to everybody, you know? Just going to say it. Just going to say it. He kind of looks like he hates food. <laughs> now, I look like I don't hate food. <laughs> yeah, I, we're, we, love don't. we love you, Trent. We love you, Trent. We're just, just, just talking. He's, so, he's a fit-looking guy. Though. He is. I feel like either that or he's like a really good magician. One or the other. I don't know why. Um, so, yeah, this week we have Georgie George in the studio for... I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. I think last time. And I think and last time I, I did a podcast with you, I think it was from the truck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what has been going? What's been going on? How's life? How's your prayer life? How's your mom? How's you your kids? What? How's you your wife? My, <laughs> my prayer life could be better. I mean, it's good. It's not bad. I'm getting in the word pretty much every day. Um, I'd say I'm getting in the more word more days than not. I'm kind of one of those people that I don't have a set time, set prayer time. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll get up and like, okay, I'm going to do my devotionals and stuff like that. But I am a person that does kind of pray through the day day. for everything, you know, like something will pop up in my head and I'm like, Oh, I should pray for that. Yeah. So like, that's where I really align with the, the scripture that says pray without ceasing and people, yeah. well, how can you do that? Well, just going through your day, it's just a conversation with, with the Lord, it's with your heavenly father. Like we could do that. It was like, like being with a, a friend all day. Yeah. You know, you're going to talk to him. You're probably going to have some moments where you're not talking at all, you know? Yep. And that's okay. I mean, you, you have the, the honest privilege to have quiet because <laughs> you're in a truck and you I do. just listen to music and, and just talk to God. And and that's great. And then there's sometimes where I get into areas where there's no signal, no signal, not even, not even the radio will come in. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll just, okay, Lord, I'm going to, I get you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to just like have some time <laughs> in silence. And I, which, um, there's, I think it's Bob Seger, part one of the lyrics in his song is don't let your own wheels drive you crazy. Yeah. And it's kind of like that when you're just, you're, you've got nothing but the noise in your head and the sound of the wheels in the truck and the engine going. And it's just like kind of monotonous and like, please radio come in or something because, (laughs) 
You yeah, know, it, it, turn so on the Jake break. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it does give me a good time to to just pray as I go along, and and anything that comes in my head, and uh, I'll start praying for. And one of the so I've been home for like almost two weeks now. I yeah. I really do love my job, and it's kind of weird when I'm not driving. You know, but I think with this job, I've been off more than I've been on, which is cool because I still get paid. And uh, I'm sure it'll pick up at some point. Yeah, yeah, it definitely will. They've been out down for maintenance to where I I get loaded at for for my tank, but um, I'll be back on the road starting Friday. So, um, but it is it's just a good time of solitude <laughs> and. I, I kind of love that aspect of it because I can just pray about everything. Oh, where I was going with that is like last time, <laughs> last time I was on the road, I just started thinking about people and people from my past and um, even like my grandfather and, and uh, that I, d- I had a strained relationship with and really coming to forgiveness for some people. The thing that's great about forgiveness and God's forgiveness is you don't have to, you can forgive someone (coughs) without that person even being there or even being alive because it's more for you and for your peace to forgive them than it is about the other person. Because the other person may never even know they offended you. And if like with my grandfather, he's passed away, I don't, I don't think he would ever apologize for anything. Yeah. Cause he didn't while he was on earth. So, <laughs> um, but I can have that forgiveness, which I think is, it's just powerful when you can, you can have forgiveness, you can have healing. Yeah. We were talking last night. Uh, there's, there's a pretty big TikToker, and his name's Alex. And, uh, me and him were talking and somebody else. And, he, a guy on there said, hey, I, uh, I need prayer. And what was interesting is that he said that. And uh, I, like, you know, same Holy Spirit, same, same God, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, it just clicks where mm-hmm. you're sitting there. And, like, I was sitting there, and he's like, hey, uh, you, uh, Christina's the one that was leading the live and she goes, Hey, do one of you guys want to kind of speak to this guy? Cause he say he's struggling with some sins that, um, he's just not sure how to say on, on the comments. And, uh, I instantly was like, Oh man, he's probably dealing with like porn and lust and all that. And then the guy goes, Hey man, I'm really feeling from the spirit right now that you're struggling with porn and lust. And the guy goes, yup. And I was like, Oh, I was like, okay. And then I was like, Man, that's like a chain of bondage and all this stuff. And that's kind of what the Holy Spirit was telling me. And I was just waiting until the other guy stopped talking to, like, mention that. And then he goes, and you need to break those chains. And, like, sliding <laughs> up with everything. And I go, man, after he's done this, all, we, we're, we're totally on the same page. But this also goes for, like, when you have anger or hurt with people, you're holding on to something, you can let go. And mm-hmm. it's hard. We're not saying it's easy. We're, like... For you, it probably wasn't easy for some of the things. I've had to go over this forgiveness for my grandfather. 
and just other people several times over over my life because it's like, oh, you know what? Like when those thoughts come up and I get angry again, and it's like, you know what? I didn't I didn't completely forgive or or let that go, and and not only needing to forgive but ask the Lord for healing. Yeah, you know when you can when you can forgive and realize that oh this is. This is that scar that I'm ripping open again, you yeah. know, that I thought was healed, but I it's still there, yeah. you know. And you can ask for forgiveness again or forgive that person again, and God will bring healing in. Yeah. And it might not just happen overnight. It might not just happen in that moment of you forgiving that person and everything's released, and now you're like, oh, wow, I, I feel totally better. Which yeah. a lot of times I have, and like okay, but the enemy likes to attack us with the sh- and poke like, you with the short list. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I had a pastor that he said the enemy's got a short list on you, and those are the sins, those are the things, you know, either unforgiveness or lust or you know pornography or any kind of addiction thing or anger. Yeah, that's what the enemy's going to hit you with. Cause enemy's kind of dumb, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it's the, it's the, um, and, and so are we really, <laughs> but like, it comes down to that, you know, if we don't, if we're not walking with the Lord and we're not putting our armor on yeah. and it's just like in a football game where the, you're just playing the same, you know, the offense is doing the same play again after they just got beat on the other one. And then they line up the same and the defense goes, Oh, we've seen that. Let's get in there. <laughs> like the enemy's going, Oh, I know I know this. Hasn't hasn't really slept in a couple days. Hasn't, you know, been short has been short with everybody. Really feeling crappy about himself and he's beating himself up. Yeah. Throw a little lust bucket in there. Yeah. You know? And then you're scrolling through TikTok and it's like, oh wait, what's this at? And then it's like, nope, off, yeah. off. And if you if you could do that where you're like, off, yeah, then you're good. Like, I've been getting some weird followers on my TikTok lately, and I've just oh, been I, deleting them. I'm like, that's what, I don't, that's I don't what I know. Do <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, this weird name follower, and you're like, you have zero, you have zero videos. Zero videos. And I go, and, unfollow, block. Unfollow, yep. block. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I was telling that guy last night, I was like, hey, man, if you have hidden photos on your phone, if you have social medias like Instagram, Snapchat, you're saving stuff, or even this app, you got to get off. Yeah. And I was like, there's no other way except getting off of this and not being a part of this, or you have to have an accountability Yeah, and, 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 and having and, someone... Still need to get off, like, Instagram and all that. Like, TikTok, you can, and Facebook, you can get away from that. But sometimes it's an algorithm, too. Like, so, right. like, when when you get invites or, like, people join and you're like, oh, let me see who this is. And then you go, nope. Then then that could change your algorithm even though you didn't do anything crazy. Right. And which is, I feel like, TikTok's toxic way of trying to get, like, oh, check out this girl and you're like i mean there are there are even christians on there that you're like well i don't know about that <laughs> yeah and, or I mean, it's just quote weird. unquote saying yeah. they are something. i don't if if i get um just random people that i don't know or we haven't had on the podcast that yeah like, want to follow i'm like i'll look if they have no videos 
I'll I'll block it. Yeah. Because I I just feel like that's no videos throws me off, and yeah. so I always <laughs> I always do that. And like somebody was talking to me, and they're like, "Man, you don't have that many followers. Like we have like fifteen hundred for the podcast." And I'm like, "I don't know. We have like we're almost to over a hundred listens to per podcast at least a week." Oh, sweet. Which I was like, that number jumped significantly. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, it's like 50, but 50 more is 50 more. And I mean, mm. we've had over, I think I told you like 30,000 listens or more, which is crazy to even think yeah. about. Yeah. But you know what we made? Like a dollar seven. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, we're just talking, guys, this week. So if you were looking for a specific thing, I don't know if we were going to get to that, but. Uh, Basically, we're just reconnecting and reestablishing yeah, what we're it's, about. It's kind of, it's been, I mean, we've both been busy, both got a lot of things going on in our lives, and, you know, like, I've been home and haven't, <laughs> haven't been, like, calling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've just been, you know, chilling with the family and was like, talked to you the other day, hey, let's, let's just do one. Yeah. Let's just do a podcast, get you know, and see where it goes. And that's kind of how we started yeah. this whole thing. Like when we started the first podcast, it was like Lord laid on our heart a couple of, of verses and we just talk about the Bible and talk about our families and our faith. And and uh, one thing that I, I wanted to touch on is all the arguing amongst Christians on TikTok. Oh, which really annoys me. I agree. You know, and <laughs> and I'm really, um, oh, Buck Rogers, uh, Noel. Yeah, I I love that guy. Like yeah. we've had him on. I don't like some Multiple of his times, stuff. He yeah. comes like a little hard at things, and that's his personality. And yeah, you know, and some people need that. But he had one of these. He commented. I was watching today on one of these. Torah observant people. Oh yeah, those those guys uh, test my love walk. So she says the Torah observant. Oh no, it's that one lady. Is like the flat earthers. And then she said, and I'm thinking it's going to be something like against the Torah observant. Yeah. And then she says, because it is. Earth's flat. Because, you know, where it says it's going to send the angels to the four corners. So we're not even... And Noel broke, it, Noel broke it down and was like, no, not all of this is like... Symmetrical. It is exactly how, you know, how the Bible says things. It, there is some, like, metaphorical or some well, creative poetry kind of, you know, with within scripture like going and he he even broke back to, back down to like some hebrew i think and and talking about well where it says four corners it wasn't four corners it was four ends so to speak and that's what ends of the earth oh see it ends oh. so let's look at it like the world is round people um, i mean have you ever just sat on the ground in the grass like during a summer day and look? You can see like oval shape. Mm-hmm. 
like that round shape to the way the planet looks. But let's just even like just me thinking naturally what that can mean is a compass. North, mm-hmm. east, south, west. If you had uh, four angels sitting there, it basically covers covers that. Like yeah. to the ends of the earth. Or if you want to get real crazy, it'd be northeast, southwest, south west, you know, southeast, southwest. Northeast, northwest, southwest. Yeah, I just had a brain fart. So, but like you can put it like that. There you go. That covers the in-betweens, and that still makes a square if that makes you feel better. And, it, you know, I don't know (laughs) if you've ever even, like, I'm sure you've looked at a compass. I know a lot of people haven't seen them, but they're kind of like a sphere and like an old-school compass where it's in water and floats, and there's a magnetic pole because the magnetic poles of the Earth. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. But a compass isn't square. No. That's why I was like. <laughs> but it still. It has ends. Points to the, the ends of the earth. Because <laughs> that could be different ends of the earth. Like, so if you looked at it, we're holding a ball and put an angel at the top, one at the bottom and on the sides. That covers the ends of the earth. Yeah. Like, like all sides are seen. Yeah. Like if you were looking at a globe. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't. I just don't get that. Well, and when we have telescopes and we can see other planets and how they're round, <laughs> yeah, how are they round? You know why? You know, and you believe in God. Why would you think that God's just going to make the Earth flat when everything else in the atmosphere is round? And and just yep. look at just things in general that we have that are round and make sense like tires and they revolve around <laughs> a rim. Well, I was even thinking, so I, I don't know if you know a lot about the Torah observant people, but I know enough to, to just go, just stop, just, just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> just stop or I'll bury you alive in a box. Um, and so they, so a lot of it, they, there are, I'm going to say not because people make claims, but I I have seen one or two Torah observant people who are actually Christians. Like, the others are not because they say Jesus is the Messiah, but not God. He's just a good, almost, almost the equivalent of the Quran saying he is a prophet. Like, that's almost the extent of how that goes. And they will use words. They will go to the Greek. They go to the Hebrew. They'll be like, the and say that means something different. Um, and to, and to, I, all right, I'll jump into this anyways. I wasn't going to, but even Calvinists do the same thing. Just to be real, like, I've heard a couple that have been on TikTok who are like, well, uh, John 3.16 doesn't mean for everyone. And I wanted to, like... Slam my head against a brick wall. So they were saying, one, one the, guy said world. world. He said world doesn't mean world. And then I talked to Caleb and we went over it. 
and I talked to Brings Encouragement and went over it and came up to the same conclusion. And I talked to one of the Torah observant people who read the Greek also and Hebrew, and they said world means like the world or everyone in the world. <laughs> so I was so like, why are they going like, what I don't understand is if they're Torah observant, why are they going to the Greek? Because the Torah is a Hebrew. would have only been in the Hebrew. Yeah. And the Septuagint. Yeah. yeah. So. And they're, they're not. And, and from what I, I understand that they're not even Jewish. No. Like the, the main you know, two are Gentiles, just like all of us, that are the heads of the heads of the group. I would really be, I don't know if I, I would really like to know a Messianic Jewish person's perspective on that. Because I know a few, I don't know them closely, but like um, I know a few Messianic Jewish people that they, they are Christians and they'll still go along, you know, do like Passover and, and some of the the other feasts in the in the Bible and the Torah, yeah. Um, well, but they're also they believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and I met some of them that will call themselves complete. They're completed Jews, but they are Jewish. Yeah. Let me see if I find it. <laughs> well, what's interesting is you can't be Torah observant without a temple. Like you can't follow those laws without a temple, and I don't think that any of these people would be even allowed in a in a, a temple in a synagogue. Yeah, because you have to like be invited in, even if, you know, even if you're, even if you are Jewish and you're say you're visiting from out of town, and you have to set it up with the rabbi before you can go to their synagogue. Yeah. I know we, um, for one of my world religions classes, we visit a synagogue and we had to set it up beforehand. And they said we couldn't do um, a Saturday Sabbath service with them, but we could join their Friday Sabbath service. And we had to go in and each had to buy our own little uh, yarmulke because you can't go in there without your head covered basically um they wear a hat you can they do do that i was just wondering if that was allowed what i think is cool about that part of it is when i asked them about why they wear the head covering and it is so they have a reminder that god is always above them oh that's cool yeah so i kind of think about that when i put a hat on an f cubed hat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Because I asked. Can you flip the light on? Yeah. Since we have no guests, that's like, oh, I can't see. Have you heard that? Like, it warms my dang heart that that guy that has Down syndrome that says, uh, have you heard it? I'm just I don't gonna know. Pl- I'm just going to play it. Hopefully it doesn't play some weird. No, did I pause it? 
I'm like, that just like crushed my heart. I was like, Ugh. if you if you don't know, that's a uh, a person with Down syndrome, and Down syndromes are close to my heart because I had a Down syndrome uncle, who's very much so the same way. I felt like I feel like those guys are closer to God to God than any of us. Like they they probably see more, they probably hear more. I I don't know. I'm just making assumptions, but like I've just seen. Like, people that are Down syndrome raised by a Christian family, like, see more miracles than I think anybody else. I would agree with that because I, like, it's it's that childlike faith. Yeah. You know. It really, yeah. Did you find what you are going to read? Um, I did, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to read all of this, but... Oh, you're just finding it. Yeah. So I want to read from Matthew 24. We've talked about this, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and... Go ahead. Read this. So in uh, Matthew 24, I'm going to start with verse 4. Jesus told them, and he's talking to the church... Talking to the disciples, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Messiah. They will lead many astray, and wars will break out near and far, but don't panic. Yes, these things must come, but the end won't follow immediately. The nations and kingdoms will proclaim war against each other, and there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all of this will only be the beginnings of the horrors to come. Then you will all be... Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed, for you will be handed over to the world because of your allegiance to me. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will lead many people astray. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But those who endure to the end will be saved, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world, so that all nations will hear it, and then finally the end will come. Like with reading that and all the everything that's going on in the world now and the rising costs of oil and the rising cost of food, wars, earthquakes, rumors of wars, and and then um like we know that Chinese Christians are probably thinking it's well, we are being killed for our faith, so it's gotta be any time. For you know, years. <laughs> yeah, for years, <laughs> yeah. and and I see TikToks that will say, "I was shadow banned," or "I'm being persecuted because they took down my video." I think that all right. <laughs> You're do not. I, do You're, do like, I do I think that's the, that's Western? You, you know, the Western Christian being persecuted. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's... Do you, do you do I think that sometimes TikTok or people are jerks and get your crap pulled down? Sure. Um, I mean, I did a video on Hard Flip, like that skateboard movie. I don't know if you mm, ever seen it. It's a I Christian one. Do you have Pure Flix? Yeah. On Pure Flix, look up Hard Flip. 
Okay. It's with the guy from, did you ever watch To Save a Life? No, I don't think, no. Oh, boy. You need to watch those, too. Yeah, okay. I don't know if they're both on Pure Flix, but I know Hard Flip is. And so it's got a scene with um, a skateboard kid who um, was sitting there, like, like, I think, like, some bad stuff had happened at this point in his life. He went to go smoke, like, weed and was, like, sitting there. And all of a sudden, this other guy, like, appears, like, on the, the edge of, like, this huge drop-off, like, where you would dock one of your trailers with your semi. And, okay. like, that's a great jump-off for a skateboarder. It really is. Mm. <laughs> like, I used to do that, and it was so much fun. <coughs> Not with a trailer there. <laughs> um, but, um, so he he's sitting there, and he goes, like, hey, bro, what where, where are you from, blah, blah, blah. And they're talking. And he goes, well, I just want to be left alone. And he goes, are you just going to sit here and pout or are you going to skate? And he's like, well, I don't know. And just sat there. And so the guy goes, hey, man. He goes, well, because uh, he goes, I used to do the same thing you're doing. Used to look for things, look to find things to save my life, to to fill those gaps, to to really sold, sell me out to whatever I can get that would fill it. And he goes, like, smoking, uh, doing drugs and drinking and all this stuff girls and he goes but i could never feel that and he goes well then what did you do and his skateboard has a picture of jesus on it. He goes, this is what happened man and he was like well i'm gonna let, let you go bro and like goes and he goes uh wait i thought you were here to skate and so they skate together and like it just like changed the whole dynamic of the movie is like you living your life for christ in front of somebody and, like, I was just thinking about that because you're talking about also, like, the arguments. So, yeah. there are plenty of arguments. Are you sh- reflecting who God wants to be reflected by? Like, the moon reflects the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And so, with that, are we doing the same for God? I don't God? know. We'll guess. Does that mean that the earth is flat? Yes, it does. It is flat. Yes, the moon reflects the sun. <laughs> but, but logically, I get, I get the debates and conversations. I actually get, I'm uh, actually more okay with somebody having debates and conversations with people of other religions or atheists, like having conversations or debates, whatever you want to say, as long as you're being loving in it. Now, obviously, there's going to be a time where you might come in contact with a heretic and you mm-hmm. should talk to them on the side first and be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like Brandon Robinson, he, he's he got like the most woke culture church ever that says pretty much you can't sin, don't follow the Bible, you shouldn't follow Jesus. And you're like, you're not even a Christian at that point. So is it really worth <laughs> even arguing with this guy because he's unsaved? And so, um, but people get super pissed off and do videos that you're like, what are you reflecting in that? Because yeah. now this is out there. Like, are you reflecting, hey, man, like, I understand you want the Bible to work for you, but it's not that way. Like, atheists go, like, Christians are so corrupt and, and so messed up, and we're like, yeah, did you not know that? Like, we're screw-ups, too. <laughs> like, just so the same as everybody. You. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? That's like everyone. We have that, that condition that... The human one. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the skeletal one. And so, like, with that, they they go off on this thing, and I go, like, and I asked a guy, I was like, 
Are you really like trying to find facts or are you just trying to argue? Like, are you trying to find God or are you just trying to argue? Because if you're just trying to argue, then I don't want any part of it. Like, but if you're trying to like really ask pure questions and all that, I get it. But I see a lot of atheists go like, oh, it's, it's so detrimental and I want to open your world up. I'm like, okay. So when you say like Christians are bad and all that, you're coming at them, cussing at them, saying all this stuff. But in reverse, you're getting mad at people who want to follow Jesus and follow what God wants us to do, who want to help others. That makes zero sense. Because then you're saying like, well, I don't really want you to do that. Because then you're like, well, Samaritan's Purse, that was a Christian one. Salvation Army, that came from a Christian. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure Red Cross probably had some aspect of that. Yeah, I think so. And so... You see these different things that are doing stuff that other people aren't doing. Like, to get even deeper, like when people are like, what do churches do for abortions? I've heard of many churches doing things where they'll help the mom until she gets on her feet. Like, oh, yeah. And, like, all the way. Like, I got pregnant. They're coming, helping them, helping her get insurance, helping Doctors pay for Doctor's appointments. Food. Yeah, you know, taking them to there. To when the baby's, you know, to even when the baby's born or where they're. Diapers yep. and formula, if necessary, and you know, doing and, all the things. And there's a lot of organizations, Christian organizations, that do that. Yeah, you know, they're not just, oh, I'll take you to the clinic to get an abortion, and then I'll take you back home to possibly bleed out. Yeah, which is like that has happened. Yeah, you know, and they can say, oh, no one's ever died in one of our clinics. Right, because <laughs> you did a surgery on them and, made and them then leave. sent them home. Yeah. Like, that's, if you know anyone that's had a miscarriage and has had to have the process done of, of removing the the baby. Yeah. It's traumatic. So I I don't know how it couldn't be traumatic for someone having an abortion. Like, Maybe not, like, I would think it would be traumatic to them mentally, um, but also traumatic to the body. Yeah. And you're just going to send that person home and not have a follow-up, you know, like, that's that's not cool. Yeah. And it definitely, like, I don't know, because I've seen atheists throw that out there, too. Like, what do they do? And I met a guy who his church has had, like, 3,000 babies born and they've helped them until the mom was like, I am stable. Like I can mm-hmm. do this on my own. And they still reach out to her. Like, how are you doing? And all that stuff. Yeah. And I felt like that reflected God more than anything is like, Hey, we're going to do for this single mom and all that. Even knowing technically she's not a widow. Cause the husband is around, but not around. And so like, I, I just, it bothers me that, People just let those kind of things go instead of being like, well, there are places that do that. Like, uh, you want to keep arguing it? We can find other places that do this. Right, there's places that do it. And then you also, you do have the people that go out and and protest in in front of clinics, which, you know, there's a thing for that. But if you're just, if you're out there and you're yelling at this person and calling them a sinner and, and telling them that they're going to hell, you you just lost their salvation. Well, they probably already know. 
to like, be honest. Right. Like, they like they're in the the darkest hole of their life. Maybe some of them. Yeah. And you're and, not doing anything to lift them up. But uh, if you're yeah, if you're out there and doing you know, and maybe you're at a protest or whatever. But if you're like saying, hey, we could get you some help. Hey, there's yeah. other options, you know. And if you're speaking the truth in love, yeah, you know that that's different than just anybody can shout, "Hey, you're a sinner." Yeah, you know that's not <laughs> what Jesus did. So he didn't yell at them. <laughs> They're big fat sinners. Just the Pharisees. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just the Torah observant. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you're not following the law. Um, but I was thinking of that too. Like, I've seen people argue that, and I'm like, why are you? Why are you coming at them instead of like sitting there and going, "Hey, can we have a conversation and pray with you before you go? Before you decide what you do, can I pray with you?" Like, I wonder how much that would change things. Like, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to hurt you. I just want to pray for you. And I know there's even been Christians that have done that and then said, whatever whatever decision you make in there, if you need help, we're still going to be here for you. Yeah. You know? And, like, to me, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, no, you're, you're you're not agreeing with what they're doing, and you're letting them know that. And you're also letting them know that, hey, we'll still be here for you. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's a company called Save the Stork, and they actually park next to Planned Parenthood. And, and like, they've prevented many abortions just by doing an ultrasound. Yeah. And they're like, we'll give you a free ultrasound. We're like, we're not going to push anything down your throat and say you're a horrible person. Nothing like that. We'll do this ultrasound, you get to see your baby, and we'll give you information if you do want help to go a different route. Mm-hmm. And if not, we're still here when you come back out. And yeah. I've heard them say that, and I'm like, that's super important. And I mean, it's not it's not great that <laughs> they're they're doing that to babies. And what's even scarier is I don't know if you've seen the law they're trying to pass where in Maryland. Yeah, where you can have a baby and just leave it for like 23 days, I think it's up to right now. Yeah, because, um, and, and part of that is that's what they were doing when a baby would survive an abortion. Yeah. They would just leave it like in a closet to die of natural causes, I guess. Starvation doesn't seem like a natural cause. No. I'm just saying. Go ahead. You have yeah. a Bible verse. No, I, I, I was I was looking for another one, but um just where you know where I was reading where it's you'll uh You know you I can't know. remember, but it it was just just the, the infighting. Yeah. Of of seeing different, you know, like, oh, the Calvinists or or the Torah. Well, I, I can't say the Torah observant are Christians. Christians. I, I don't. Some might be, but not all. Most. I don't. Most not. I, I think they're misled. Yeah. And I think that's really speaking to this where it says many will come, many will um, 
many will lead you astray. Yeah. One one of the things in my Bible, it says, because there's like different quotes from different people that are Christian leaders or whatnot. And one of them says, love will find a way indifference will find an excuse. I'm like, that's true. (laughs) If you love. So one of the things I love, and this comes from for king and country, but like it actually comes from the Bible. Let me, let me backtrack that. Comes from the Bible is First uh, Corinthians thirteen. It says, "Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not loved, I have become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gifts of prophecy and the understanding all of all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I can remove mountains, but have not loved, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods." To feed the poor, and through though I give my body to be burned, but have not loved, it profits me nothing. And then, so then further on, it says in verse four, love suffers long and and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. So you can't be like I'm the best. Uh, does not behave <laughs> rudely. Does not seek its own. Uh, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in inequality, but rejoices in the truth, uh, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they or where whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge. It will vanish away, for we know in part, and as, and we prophesy, prophecy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then which is in part will be done away. <coughs> I need to read on further. But basically, it's talking about like you can be the best at speaking, you can be the best at this, and like to be honest, Calvinists. I know the Bible better than most. I'll give them that because they they can quote. I've noticed. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but like they're well versed in ver- like some things. Yeah, I wouldn't they, say they definitely can, but they're well versed a lot of it, in their theology. They're, they're pulling from their doctrine. I don't know what you're gonna say there. It felt like something different, <laughs> <laughs> but they like. They're they're pulling it out of things that um, Calvin said, not necessarily biblical, but an interpretation of the Bible. Yeah, you know, and my my thing has always been, if we're just preaching the gospel, we're reading it straight from the Word. That's what people. That's how people are gonna be saved. Yeah. You know, and that's what the word says is by hearing of the word. So that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't even bother like duetting people or getting like going at someone. I just, if the Lord lays something on my heart to, to speak about a scripture verse, then I'll read the verse and speak about that. I don't need, you know, God hasn't called me to, getting 
useless debates with people. And when other when people are looking at Christ followers that are doing that and going back and forth, it's like I don't I don't want to follow any of you because you guys don't even know what you're talking about, or you think you know everything's right, and that person thinks that they know everything that's right, and I'm over here just wanting to know something about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, in Titus three nine it says, "But avoid foolish disputes." Uh, genealogies, contentions, and striving about the law. The law. For they be, are unprofitable and useless. The, the Torah? It would be. Okay. So I, I just, <laughs> that's something that I'm like, okay. Um, oh, this is interesting. It says, which is right, Calvinism or Arminianism? Hmm. I never ran into that in my Bible before. Um, but yeah, like... I just see that too often there there are debates with people that like there's there's a guy named First Century something or another on TikTok and he basically says like oh I don't believe this Bible chapter I don't believe this blah 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 and he goes I don't sin anymore and while on the the live he used God's name in vain and my buddy was on and he goes well you just sin and he was like, what do you mean? He goes, I didn't say that. And he goes, and like all the comments go, yes, you did. And there was probably like 30 people in there. And like, he got so flustered. He was like, well, I'll be forgiven. I guess it's time for me to go. It's too late for me. And you're working. And the other guy was like, I'm taking time out of my job to do this with you. And you're running from it. And he goes, that's really frustrating. But um, also we read Galatians and Galatians 2 like you have to read it that way because it's kind of just because there's a chapter doesn't mean that's where the verse actually stops sometimes just so people know it says i have been crucified with christ it is no longer i who live but christ who lives in me the life which i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loves me and gave himself for me i do not set aside the grace of god for it is righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. So this, again, is talking about the law. Like, if it came through the law, if righteousness came through the law, then Christ died in vain. That's not right, guys. Like, right. I mean, the Bible keeps spelling it out. I don't, I I mean, I'm a pretty, pretty simple, normal guy. Like, I'm, I think we're both educated in ways, but like, still, I think my daughter can get this who's 11. Like, oh, it says through the law that you can't come righteous. Okay, only through Jesus. Thank you. Makes sense. Simple. Right. Like, why would I, I, Because there, that's why when Jesus sacrificed his life was once for all. Doing away with all the other sacrifices... And like to read further, in chapter 3 it says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Again, like when people are like, for the Muslims, they actually debate if Jesus is crucified or not. Again, this is another thing, and they actually like Paul. Some, some Quran people like Paul. Uh, this only I want to learn from you. 
Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in or begun in the spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. And you guys can read further. But basically, like just reading that part, you're like, you can't, you can't do it yourself. You need Jesus. That's the only way. There's no other way but through Jesus. And that's all you keep reading in this Bible is how do you get there? And on a crazy side note, not maybe crazy, but to me, I was just thinking, like, Jesus read from, like, the Torah and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you really think about it, like, people are like, I don't think the Bible's correct. I'm like, do you think Jesus would have read that, like, and not been like, hey, this is garbage and thrown it out? Like, in my head, it would have been like, Hey, by the way, guys, this, this, and this, I lit, I saw it because I was there. And uh, you can throw those away because those didn't exist. Like when people are like, Enoch's a good book. No, Enoch is not a good book. It's garbage. It was like written like 400 years after and like doesn't even make sense. Um, well, when Jesus did read in the temple, he read... Isaiah 61. I'm going to find that real quick. Where Jesus read it. But that's pointing, you know, he was reading from the prophets. Yeah. The prophet Isaiah that was talking about him. And I think people think that's fake. Like Isaiah. I've heard that in them all. But that's one of the, um, I'm pretty sure Isaiah is one of the Dead Sea Scrolls. It is. Some guy tried to argue the other day, uh, what was it? Oh, Goliath's height. He was like. I think the Bible said he was like, what, like nine feet tall? Yeah, like nine, ten or something like that. So he's a tall dude. And the guy was like, no, he was six foot Six foot ten. And <laughs> I was like, like people were like, well, maybe people were this tall then. I don't know, because like Saul was probably a pretty tall dude. So it um it Saul Saul was a, a big dude. Yeah. Because when he was when they wanted a king, yeah, they were voting for Saul because of the way he looked. So probably a good looking guy. Yeah. And he stood head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. So that's a pretty, that's like you standing and me standing next to each other. Yeah. Like I'm like five, 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 six, somewhere in there. Yeah. And you're six, one. Yeah. So I'm a giant. Yeah. Just so you're like, and, and I've known, and there was a, The Rock is a pretty big dude. He's pretty yeah. tall. There was a picture of him yeah. with, Next to Shaq and another, I don't know if he was a basketball player, but another really tall dude. Yeah. <laughs> he said, no, I know what Kevin Hart feels like. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, like, you think of, you know, go back to, like, my WWF days of knowing the wrestlers, like Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Yeah. You know, like, there are very tall dudes out there and yeah. nine nine feet i don't know that's like, huge 
Yeah, that is. But, and <laughs> but the guy tried to argue like, oh, like that's not like to them that would be a giant. And I was like, and the and the guy who was talking to him goes, would you think a whole army would be afraid of a guy who is like nine inches taller than you? Not really. They're like that's why it makes more sense that the nine ten, like, makes more sense because you're like that dude's almost ten feet tall. Well, right, and and he was the champion of them. Like, yeah. Goliath was their biggest, baddest dude. Yeah. So, he, sure, they were big, but yeah. he was probably bigger than them. Yeah, and that's why you know? it doesn't make any sense. If he's 6'10", you had a whole army, you'd be like, I don't care about this guy. Right. <laughs> but a dude who's almost 10 feet, you're like, that dude's massive. Like, his armor's huge. Yeah. Like, well, and, like, when, when uh, David went, Saul wanted David to put on his armor. It swallowed him alive. Go go out there and look like me. <laughs> Sometimes, like, you know what's crazy is Saul was called and knew it was, he was. And I guess this relates to well, the and human he was, condition. And he was anointed. Yeah. He was also anointed That's by why God. That's why David, David didn't kill him. Right. And he had several chances. Yeah. <laughs> when he's peeing and, or pooping <laughs> and cut off his uh, a piece of his clothing. But, like, I was thinking that's the human condition that if you are not fellowshipping with other believers, which I, I wonder what who Paul was, I mean, not Paul, who Saul, not Saul, yeah, Saul, right? Yeah. King Saul who he was fellowshipping with in his corner, if it was just a bunch of people who didn't believe in God, and that's what caused his downfall. Because I, I, I haven't read that story in a long, long, long time. I probably should. But, like, he fell apart. And I think part of that was his own pride. Yeah. And then I think probably knowing how he was called... Yeah. And then also knowing that David was called. Like, he probably had an idea of this guy is going to be the one that takes over for me. You know? And he got his own son killed, basically. Yeah. And he he was just, it was his own pride and arrogance. And like, the prophet told him, all right, don't do the sacrifice until I come back. Yeah. Don't do anything until you have the next, you know. The next step. The next step. And how many of us even do that, you know, today where, we're well, God's not showing up, so I'm just going to make something happen. Yeah. And then, you know, you try and make something happen, and it goes horribly wrong, and, you know, and God's like, <coughs> you would have waited another day. Because really, that's what it was for for uh, for Saul waiting on Nathan the, Nathan the prophet? I think it was like another day. Just like, sometimes God tells us to wait, and that's just what we're supposed to do. And it doesn't feel good, you know? Sometimes it just feels like you're in a holding pattern, but you know the Lord has something else for you, and you just want it to be, let's just do it now. But you're not focusing on the lesson that God may be trying to teach you through the moment. Yep. Um. 
So what I was looking for where Jesus reads from Isaiah 61. I think this is it. Luke. <laughs> Luke. Okay. So... When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went, as usual, to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll containing the messages of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him, and he unscrolled the, he unscrolled the scroll to the place where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released that the blind will see, that the downtrodden will be freed from their oppressors, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. Everyone in the synagogue stared at him intently. Then he said, This scripture has come true today before your very eyes. So yeah. he got up in the synagogue and read a prophecy that was about himself. Yeah, And he knew it. And some of the people knew it, and some of the people denied it. Yeah. You know, Pharisees, Sadducees. Eventually. Some Judas. of the zealots, Judas. And then some of those that were even, that he had even followed him. Yeah. Came against him and were calling for him to be crucified. Which is crazy. Uh, but what he read from was Isaiah 61. Which I just, I think that's cool. Like, you know, he goes into the synagogue and they just, they hand him the scroll. This is what's in it. And if you've been to a synagogue, um, the rabbis talk about people that know the scripture, at least, you know, the, the Torah and the Pentateuch and, um, they have to know it and have to know the Hebrew and when they're reading it, they'll read it in Hebrew, and then they'll say it in English. And um, like our, the rabbi that we met with, showed us like all his notes, and they all have like a just a, a fat book of notes on all the different <laughs> scriptures. Um, it's just it's, and that's that's what. Jesus would have had to know, you know, he, so he wasn't just a man walking around. Who's the Messiah, but to them, they called him teacher. They called him rabbi. Yeah. Meaning he would have gone through all the Hebrew schooling basically to become a rabbi, to be able to have followers. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't have, otherwise it wouldn't have called him rabbi. Yeah. You know, that that's why he was he was familiar with people in the synagogue going back to his hometown. Yeah. And then them going, Who is this guy? Is he <laughs> the carpenter's son? You yeah. know? Why is he making sense? Yeah. You know? Or I, I think, or <laughs> why I think he's he, out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> obviously we, we this is not like uh Salvitic issue in any sort of way, but um, 
I was thinking like the same thing, but he wasn't like a Pharisee or anything like that or Sadducee or anything because the Torah observant people are like, he was one of the biggest Pharisees. I was like, what? Like he, I get what they're saying, but I'm like, no, he literally knew the Bible better. Paul than was, Paul yeah. was a Pharisee. Yeah. Um, but I don't, also I don't, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also wrote a majority of the new Testament. True. <laughs> Holy Spirit inspired, but um, I don't, I don't know, like because it doesn't. From I, what I've read in Scripture, it doesn't say it doesn't lead you to that, right? I mean, calling them vipers and stuff. I'm like, well, um, right. But he knew their he knew in order to do that, he had to know their teachings. Yeah, and I mean, he's God, so I'm like, maybe he's. I know it, obviously. Yeah. Well, and when that, like, so what? He was probably twelve when he when, when he, he was left in the synagogue, yeah. and you know they went back and where was he? he? Was in the temple and he was you know talking scripture. And just for people that are like, "Hey, Mary didn't sin," I'm sure she was pissed at him that day. <laughs> I'm just saying she probably got angry, <laughs> and it wasn't righteous anger; it was, it was anger, anger, and. uh and to be honest, uh, she probably blamed jo- uh, Joseph. Like, hey, bro, where you left him? And like, it was probably it could have been her, or it could have been him. I'm just saying, uh, she could have been tired because she was barefoot and pregnant. You know, you never know. Well, she might have been pregnant because she Don't had other say kids. That <laughs> she had other kids. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um. So. What Jesus read was Isaiah 61. I'm just going to read this uh, at first from 61.1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has appointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to announce that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give beauty for ashes, joy instead of mourning, praise instead of despair. For the Lord has planted them like strong and graceful oaks for his own glory. Like, I just, I love that. Yeah. And probably that was one of the first scriptures that I kind of memorized. Um, yeah, I think it was in my young Christian walk because we were in a group called Discipleship Dynamics, and that's kind of what it went off of. Yeah. And then our friend Kara, who we had on the podcast from Restoration 61, and we got involved with them Yeah. for the time being until the Lord said, you know, you need to walk away from, from this, um, which was weird, but we were obedient, and uh, they're, they're doing great with that still and helping a lot of girls get out of sex trafficking. But... That also like resonated with my heart. That's some. That's a scripture that'll always be significant in my life. Yeah. So when I see it, or like when Restoration sixty one, when they were talking about it, it was like, man, this does it lines up with my heart. You yeah. know. So of course we should be part of this. And when God was like, hey, it's time for you guys to move on. I'm like, yeah. But it's just getting started. You know. Really. <laughs> yeah. And and it was the right thing to do. You know, we, we need to be obedient, even yeah. though sometimes things 
like I was saying before, you're you're going. God, you know, I know God is in this, and I'm supposed to be part of it. Yeah, but maybe He's saying not right now. Yeah, or maybe you're just there for a season, and are you gonna still try and if if God's calling you out of that season, are you still gonna try and fake it till you make it, or are you gonna be obedient? Yeah, you know, are you gonna stay in your comfort zone because this feels comfortable to me, or man, these people are doing such a great thing, and I want to be part of it. Yeah. But God's saying it's not your time yeah. or it's time for you to go. Are you going to hang on, you know, go away kicking and screaming until God <laughs> takes you out of it? Or which, are you going to be obedient, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And go ahead and, and leave how you're supposed to be. Yeah. Like if it would have gone any other way, I don't know that we'd still be great friends <laughs> with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like sometimes. You know, if you're not obedient to God and he's like, no, you're done, you become it doesn't a, end pretty. Yeah, you, you know? become a jerk. Yeah. It just, or something happens where you're like, they offended me. You're like, yeah. why am I offended? I've never been offended by that before. And then when you break free, all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's because I was supposed to break free. Yeah. Was, <laughs> oh, oh, so I God, when I was you supposed said, to be obedient. <laughs> when you said not to stay and I stayed and that I got you now. <laughs> And I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen with pastors that, you know, the Lord was saying, hey, it's time for you to go. Yeah. And they just held on and maybe out of comfort, maybe out of fear. Yeah. You know, and things didn't go well. Yeah. yip I don't know. I just, it just drives me nuts, I guess. Because too often they're like, People are just trying to make God do things. And, like, like me and you have talked about what our our plans are for the future and, like, how we basically have been taking it super slow. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the last time <coughs> things that came into our life like this, uh, we we kind of rushed. Like, even knowing we, we could have we taken time because there was room for it. Mm-hmm. And this time I'm I'm, like, I'm taking way more room just to be safe and know that I know. And I mean, God just makes things fall in line. Like when you went to be a truck driver, you're like, Oh gosh, like this isn't going to work. I have to redo school one more week or whatever. Yeah. Do it again. But you're like, I needed that because now I'm a better driver because of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that actually was smart for you because now, I don't know how confident you are, but like it seems like you're pretty like oh this is this is an easy job like this is I, I get paid yeah I, to, I mean I get paid to do this this is easy yeah I love it and I mean I wouldn't necessarily say it's not easy easy but, but you know but it's doable I yeah guess. it's and it's also like a lot of truck driving is knowing being aware of yourself and being aware of your senses and you know really paying attention like I I heard a on the news this morning and we've been for the past two weeks, two weeks, at least we've been getting notifications on our, our tablets, which records our, our trips and stuff of, Hey, daylight savings time is, is coming up. Be, you know, be aware. These are the things that you should do, you know, up to up until this time, you know, go to bed 15 minutes 
earlier, wake up 15 minutes earlier, you know, because it's shown that there's more accidents the week after daylight savings time yeah, than any other time. Like, six per, the, the fatal accidents go up by 6%. Oh, wow. I would... And and that's just like a kind of across the board, like six percent, and a lot of things don't seem like a lot, but for yeah. one week after yeah. daylight savings time, for it to be that many fatal accidents—not just accidents, but fatal accidents—yeah, I I would think that the government would look at that and go, maybe we should do away with daylight savings time, or, or just leave because, it at what it turns into now. Yeah, like what it is now is I think is actually how the time is supposed to be. Yeah. And let's just leave it. Like, there was a... To be honest, have you noticed it's still weird? Like, the sun hasn't been out as long as it normally is here. Like, when we change the clock, all of a sudden, usually it's like the sun's out to like 8.30 or 9. And now it's like, like, is it going to bed earlier? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what the heck happened? Well, it'll get there. I know it will. It'll get there. But it does seem like that. And I think it's... They did switch the times. Like, a couple years ago... They made it the the fall back. They made later, and they made the spring ahead earlier. Ah, uh, you know, and makes I, sense. You know, it was like, why are you messing with it? Just, just stop just it. Leave it. Just stop it. <laughs> just stop it before I bury it in a box. There you go, guys. That's how we're going to end this podcast. Uh, oh wait, go ahead. Um, so there's uh, talking about the daylight savings time. There was, uh, I don't know where it came out. I think it was a a Native American that said, only the government would think that you could cut off the bottom of a blanket and sew it to the top and have a longer blanket. (laughs) (laughs) He was talking about what he thought of daylight savings time. He basically just made a burrito. But uh, since we haven't had Georgie George on here a while, so we're going to let him pray us out of this podcast. Thank you guys. If you've been listening this long, please share and send to your friends and all that because we want to keep reaching people that are unreached. Yes. And I don't know when you're going to post this. We'll post it maybe in the next two days. Okay. So if you hear this on the 18th. Yeah. Right. um, We're going to be doing. I should be there. Um, I'll be, I'll be, uh, doing it remotely from my truck. Um, there's a 24 hour Christian TikTok TikTok thing and it's TikTok te- creators. It's technically Saturday, but we get to kick it off. And what's nice is <laughs> we're in a different time zone. So George gets to kick it off at 10. I get to kick it off at 11, but it is midnight central time is when it starts. So if you're Eastern, that is one in the morning. Uh, we're doing a 24-hour TikTok live, and uh, me and George get to kick it off, and hopefully George can join me to close it off. Yeah. So uh, please share and let people know, and yeah, go ahead and Yeah, pray. that'll be fun. So, Lord, we, we lift up every listener, every uh, TikToker viewer that we have, uh, and that they would hear your word and hear the gospel and know the truth, Lord. Your word says the truth will set them free. Lord, I lift up Jacob and his family. Just pray your protection around them and that you would give them wisdom and next steps, Lord. 
for me and my family, Lord, your protection around us and also give us wisdom for our next steps because life is a process and we're always moving forward, Lord. And let us move forward with you and knowing that we're doing everything we need in, in your path, Lord. And that through people listening to this podcast, listening to our TikToks, that people would come to you and know you as their Lord and Savior. And they would have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that understand, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Goodbye, guys.